Welcome to Spellstorm Miniatures, a podcast about miniature wargaming, including War Machine and Hordes by Privateer Press. We want to inspire you to play more. Welcome back to episode 22 of Spellstorm Miniatures. My name is Jeremiah. My name is Dan. And this is Chad. And we have a very exciting episode for you today. We're going to be talking about list building in the new age. And uh, there's a, I think it's a big topic. And I think there's yeah. so many layers to that topic. And in many ways, we're just going to be scratching the surface. Um, but I'm excited to have this conversation with you guys today. Uh, before we get there, have you guys played any uh, non-War Machine games lately? Uh and got a game of Battleship in. That I counts. Mean, that's miniatures, There's right? miniatures. Yeah, there's, still, there's still strategy there. <laughs> nice, nice. With Alex? Yep. Nice. Got to start them young, get them exactly. going. Yeah. yeah. How about you, Chad? Um, no. Unfortunately, I didn't get a game of Song of Ice and Fire, but I was doing some interesting list building. Very, oh, topical. oh um, foreshadowing. I, yeah. I picked up the uh, Stark's Hero Box 2 that has... Uh, Rickon, Arya, uh, Mira, Jojen, some of those other models and stuff like that. And I built a really funny list I was really excited to play last week that is just all of the Stark children. Okay. And and their direwolves. So it's four it's four units, three direwolves, and two NCU, so it's nine activations. Nice. And it's still only thirty eight of forty points. Oh. So Do you have any ways to squeeze in two more points? No, unfortunately. Okay. Um, because the other like two point models that I have are all unit attachments, and I don't have another way to get another unit in there. Got it. So yeah, but it looks it looks fun and interesting. So I'm I'm excited to put that on the table. Nice. Uh, and I didn't get any Monpot games in last week either, unfortunately. Yeah, we uh, let's see. I've been traveling some more, went to San Francisco and whatnot, and so the only game I think that I've gotten in at all uh, was a, uh, some uh, Warhammer Underworlds. Uh, with Oz, and so once again he was running his Fire Slayers, and I chose to run uh, the original Stormcast Eternals out of the um, out of the Shadespire starter. I can't remember the the guy's name. I think it's Steelheart. I think it's his name, and um, it was a really good battle. We both played very cagey and very defensively, and both of us had objective cards that scored. When we are standing on objective at you know um, at the end of each round or whatever, and so uh, it's that played into some of our strategy. I had three of those objectives on my side of the board, and so I was able to score those you know relatively quickly. The biggest issue was he had some really interesting ploy cards that allowed him to get into position to trigger other scores. Like he had some score immediately and things, and so he ended up winning. Again, um, I don't think I've beaten him recently on, in Underworlds. His Fire Slayers are pretty powerful. Um, but I think it was a low-scoring game. It was nine glory points to eight. And so uh, it was really good. So I'm looking forward to getting some more Underworlds in with him, uh, especially with all of the new releases that are coming out for that game. But there you go. Any, uh, any War Machine games, guys? Nope. I'm hoping to get a game this <laughs> week, though. Nice. I'm, I'm actually going to bring my stuff my War Machine stuff on Wednesday and try and get a game with one of the lists I want to play for the league. Nice. Probably because I have to, I have to transport a well of Orberos. Oh, I yeah. I have a nice way to do it, unfortunately. Yes. Certainly not on public transit either. Yeah. Yeah. So how about you, how about you I need to get it painted yeah, okay. uh, so that way I can just leave it at the shop. Hey, there you go. I have to worry about transporting. <laughs> That's the convenience, yeah. Excellent. Yeah, Oz and I are definitely going to get in a couple of games this week. Um, and then... I think we're going to be at the store on Wednesday. He, uh, we haven't figured that out yet. His birthday is actually Wednesday, and our family tradition is to go out to dinner, and whoever's birthday it is gets to, um, you know, choose the restaurant. And so we don't know yet um, what we're going to do, whether we're going to go out to eat or we're going to, you know, um, I don't know yet. There's, so, a, there's a good Mexican place off of Third there that you know just a block down. Hey, yeah, we could do some War Machine, yeah. have the family meet us out there. Yeah, Amelia's. Amelia's <laughs> yeah. is super we, good. We yeah. love that place. Yeah. They have a three-pound burrito that my daughter Claire gets, like, every time. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, why don't we uh, move into our main topic? And uh, so Oblivion has dropped for War Machine. And, you know, I've heard some people online quip that it's, you know, War Machine 3.5. And, yeah, a little bit. and how convenient it is that, you know, Dungeons Dragons, you know, 3.5 was a thing for, you know, 20 yeah. years and still yeah, is right. a thing. <laughs> and so, uh, <laughs> but, um, so it was kind of a, kind of an interesting quip, but I don't know if, if it's, you know, War Machine 3.5 or if it's just the new, I'm, you know, just the new age, but I love the place that the game is in right now. And it's such a mysterious place because so so many people got new ways to play with their toys. Yeah. So we want to talk about list building today and we want to talk about list building in the new age because now all of us basically are starting with a clean slate. Yeah, right? a little bit. Yeah. Little bit. Uh, so. At least as far as eh, somewhat with list construction. Uh, my Grail Devourer's host list actually literally didn't change. I thought it was going to, and it almost, like, I was rebuilding the list, and I was like, cool, I've got an extra Godless Grove, that'll be really nice, and then I realized that I was, like, I think it was two points under, I was two points short, and I was like, huh, that's weird, something's, something's missing, oh yeah, Lenissa isn't in this list, so I actually had to move points around. I actually had to pay for both of my Gallus Groves and not use a requisition point, and then use requisition points for, like, a unit attachment that I didn't use to get for free or something mm. um, to be able to fit Linissa back into the list. So that list literally didn't change. Yeah. I was a little sad, but... Well, so you know, on, on the other side of the coin, I have, a you know, an Imperial Warhost list that's that theme no longer exists. It's now in Disciples of Agony. Um, and... And I just swapped casters recently because I'm learning the K to one now. That list did not change at all, huh. but should yeah, that's have. Funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I I need to uh, I actually need to go back and and redesign that list a little bit, but um, but yeah. So Oblivion means that all of our themes have been reworked. Now that there's um, you know every person every player gets three requisition points when they play a 75-point list, mm -hmm. and the requisition points are are determined based on the, the theme that you've chosen. And so in some cases, it's a single model, and in other cases, it's two or maybe three models, yeah. um, equaling to roughly about, about six, six points. points yeah. yeah. And so everyone gets to play with, with their toys. Um, and then also... They've moved character war, war jacks and character war beasts around to fit in different themes. Um, in some themes, like for example, in Disciples of Agony, um, there was a warlock restriction, and now it's open to all the war, all the warlocks. And and so it 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 feels like the wild wild west of of War Machine because there's a lot more flexibility in that. And so I have a, just a couple of questions, just kind of lead into our conversation today for you guys. And my first question is, you know, what is what is your favorite change to how we build lists post Oblivion? What's what's something that you really like now? Uh, I mean, personally, I kind of, you know, I'm gonna be on the bandwagon of some of the lists didn't really change, but some of them have, and there's that more flexibility. I mean, that's always been nice, yeah. And, yeah. and kind of starting off with Signar, um, you know, it's also been pushed around there that they're kind of like semi-masters of the uh, of the two-prong attack, right? Getting your ranged and your melee mixed in there. Mm -hmm. um, so it's kind of nice that now being able to look at it and it's somewhat easier to do some of the math. Like, I'm not trying to count up like, oh man, I need 60 points of units and I've only got 54. What can I squeeze for six points? Yeah. But I really want to take this, these beasts or these jacks and how do I, uh, maybe I want to take this minion unit, but now that's cutting in. And so... It's kind of nice to just kind of look at it and go, you know what? I can build it basically what I want. I don't have to worry about 90 points of beasts in there. Right. Um, and so that's kind of a nice relief that you can really just mix around whatever units you want and kind of use some of those mercs or minions that I've got yeah. and toss them in there. Yeah. Nice. Some, some theme forces pretty much really didn't. It, the, the end restriction didn't really change the way that you're going to be building the list anyway. For example, Bones of Orbros is pretty much always just going to be a construct-heavy battle group list because of the the restrictive unit choices that you have. You get 
Shifting Stones, Sentry Stones, Wold Stalkers. And then you can take a, uh, a Minions unit. But, you know, the Minions units, all, all the stuff is friendly faction. The people that want to play the Bones theme, the Minions units aren't really going to benefit what that Warlock is going to be doing. So those theme forces or that list didn't really change very much at all. But, like, I have been playing around a lot with... Um, Wild Hunt, which got mixed in with Call of the Wild, so now it's just the Wolf Sworn and Living Beast list. Um, building lists that are a little bit more battle group heavy and a little bit lighter on the troops, um, since we have that availability, that flexibility now. And then also building battle group heavy and infantry lighter Devourer's Host lists. So hmm. I've made, I've actually made two different lists in that theme that I really, really like the look of one of them has been with chromec one where it's just like i wanted to jam out to uh, basically old school uh mark two chromec try and kind of that play that catcher's mitt list that will pagani had a lot of success with in mark two uh, and then the other one was i made a really interesting kruger two list that i'll talk about a little bit later the only drawback is i'm finding that every time i play i build for devourer's host i am adding in a primal archon and it's not available yet mm. so yeah. like, i'm really excited to try this yeah. list out but i can't play it for like two months so so just to, so dan <laughs> you like the flexibility yeah. and in in you flesh that out a little bit more chad by saying not only just flexibility but you can totally break the mold now yeah. in certain themes you can go infantry yeah, heavy when you don't like have three units of farm right stuff in order to get my free my free models i can build a battle group heavy list yeah. and then just take like a unit of ravagers and then like another like a unit of blood weavers or something like yeah. that which would normally only get me like one free model and i still get my three free models out of it yeah or like in some like yeah. i get my three free things which in a lot of c cases the first thing that i grab for is the three free galvis groves because yeah. um i usually put anyone that has a couple of spells that they want to that they want to throw out there and be able to touch entire battlefield i usually put two um three is a little bit overkill but three actually is really nice i did this a lot in mark two with a morvana two list that i played that actually had three gallus groves in it it's nice because you can be you can play one of them one or two of them really aggressive you can really push them up the field um and not worry about if it gets destroyed that you can't really touch that edge of the battlefield anymore um, you can still, like, move something else. You can move your third one over in that direction so to still be able to, like, hmm. shoot a, um, you know, like a damaging spell. Like, mm -hmm. uh, totally forgetting the regular. <laughs> Zot something out with, like, a Sunder Spear or something like that. Nice. Uh, when it, you know, yeah. your, your two-cost POW-12 generic damage spells and stuff like yeah. that. My favorite thing is definitely the requisition points. I love um, how it works even in the War Room app and where you just, there it is, you just select that's what you're going to do and you know, you can build everything else that you want to build and then, oh, there's your free stuff. And it just, it's so clear and I, uh, um, I'm excited for that. So that's, that's my favorite thing. What, what, um, what unexpected change um, came out that... Uh, that was pleasantly surprising for you. So there was actually, <clears throat> there's two, two parts to this question uh, for me. One of them was a very negative thing, and then the other one was actually a very positive thing. The negative thing was, unfortunately, that took away the free, starting with free upkeeps uh, from Secret Masters. So Secret Masters effectively got worse, and I've, I've been very vocal about this in, in the chat and stuff. I was really disappointed um, with the very minor changes that they made to Secret Masters and effectively made it worse because they took the best theme benefit away. But the positive thing about it is they took that best theme benefit and they gave it to a different theme. They actually gave it to Bones of Orbros, which doesn't really seem that big, but the one warlock in Olive Circle that wanted to start with their upkeeps in play so badly wasn't able to be played in Secret Masters because Secret Masters said black-clad warlocks and Chromec 1 has 8 Fury worth of upkeeps mm. because he has Wild Aggression, Warpath, and Inviolable Resolve. And he, without using his feet to be able to get that extra Fury, um, he can't get all of his upkeeps out on the first turn. 
but he can do it. He can start with all of those in play with Bones of Orberos, which was actually one of the lists that I built. And the cool thing about it is, Wild Aggression does say living friendly faction war beast only, but because Gedrix is his character beast, you're allowed to take him in Bones of Orberos despite the non-living war beast restriction. So I still get Gedrix in that theme, and I still have Wild Aggression for him. So nice. I can put Wild Aggression there. I can put Inviolable Resolve on like Megalith if I wanted to, uh, and then I can have Warpath on myself. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and I'll talk about that list a little bit later. And I feel I think talking to uh, Pine and James and a couple other people yesterday at the tournament um, that I guess is a list that has kind of been floating around on the internet and some of the circle chat groups and stuff like that and it sounds like either this first draft that I made is going to be really close or something very similar to it might be something you see a lot on the table in the future I'll nice. talk about it a little more later Nice. what, uh, what about you Dan? Um, so I think a couple, I mean, they aren't exactly super relevant, but is uh, telemetry changing a little bit so that it's not as faction specific? Oh, I, didn't no, I didn't notice that. Yeah, so your sacral vault that, I'm pretty sure I need to have to double check, but yeah, like your sacral vault sitting there that it just sits on the shelf because it never gets played. And I mean, it probably still necessarily won't because of its cost and, and stuff like that, taking it somewhere else. But if telemetry kind of changes like I think it did, then you have a better better chance to use it, right? It becomes a little bit more effective. Nice. And then... Yeah, it yeah. is It is other-friendly, or at least it is for the Hermit of Henchhold. Because yeah. one of his spells that he can cast is he gains telemetry, yep. which says other-friendly models. And so I, plus two yeah, that's oh, that's powerful. Because yeah, it's on a Hermit, because they had to... I mean, they're releasing him in that bundle, and so so he can be played across, and that now affects the Sacral Vault. So... I think the Sacral Vault will still find a home with like Jaga Jaga oh, or yeah. Caliban. Oh, I've uh, built a double Jaga Jaga or a Caliban. I mean, who doesn't want a stealth, you know, sacral vault running up the field? <laughs> um, I mean, can you hide behind that? Um, and then with that... Uh, the answer is no. Yeah, I know. You can, but not if they're more than five inches away. <laughs> right. Somehow this giant stone statue is not really there. Um, Dude. And, yeah, right? I want to include a Sacro Volt now in, like, every list. Exactly. It's, it's pretty powerful. <laughs> it's, I mean, the Sacro Volt is cool, but... It's not available in, in very many themes outside of me, yeah, unfortunately. And it might be still mm. just possibly a tad bit too expensive. Um, and another that we will see a bit of difference is the whole hill thing changing, right? Which is kind of nice, because when I'd watch, like, you know, streams or battle reports, and they have the 3D terrain, and you got people falling over on a hill, I'm just like, can we yeah. just make that hill flat? And that... And, uh... Um, Janissa and Trolls still basically has a hill-like ability still there, right? Yeah. I think yeah. the Sacral Vault is probably fine at 17 points. I think so? It I could mean, maybe it, be 16, but I think yeah. with the soul generation that it has and the number of souls that you can get, because I think it collects friendly and enemy yes. souls. Dude, I wonder if it's available in Oracles. Hmm. You'd have to take a look. Maybe. But, I, I have no idea. Yeah, they were talking about it stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Sacrovault just, I mean, it's always looked cool, and it, it, I think it performs pretty well being able to buy, shoot, grab the soul, buy again, shoot again, grab a soul. Like, it, it does. Yeah. But with some of the other rework, I guess, with Pharaoh getting points reductions too, and a lot of things, and I mean, just a lot of things coming down is kind of cool. Honestly, that was uh, the two things I'm most I was pleasantly surprised about. Uh, one was the rework for some of the pharaohs. Um, I have a small little pharaoh forest that I've been working on. You do get to take minis, battle engines, and oracles of the night. Yes. I'm so mad at you about that. Oh. I don't get it. You're welcome. Oh. Oh. I don't get it in Secret Masters. Dude. And I was just talking to James about that yesterday. Dude, that's so close. glorious. Oh, I think I have to I rework you. my list for Masters now. <laughs> I hate you. Um, I have a nicely painted one, too, that I'm ready to put on the table. Um, but yeah, but so, so, so speaking of minions, I, I do love, um, you know, I, I, I like mi my minions that I, that I have. And, and so the chance to be able to, one, that the Pharaoh are better now and playable, so yeah. we'll see them on the table, um, and more. And then also that they are included in, in like the Oracles of Annihilation, which is sort of like Legion's version of Disciples of Agony, which I'm like, ah! So those are the two things I'm like, most pleasantly, right. you know, surprised about. So, um, I was so, also very pleasantly surprised about the the minor changes to the primal archon. Yeah, Sorry. yeah. 
I'm looking forward to the Archons. I love the leaked images now that are coming out. I, they are huge. I and they're glorious I've, looking. Yeah, I've, uh, I feel like the Marwan Archon is still, like, it's not as big. Um, certainly not, like, when you look at the picture that has the Marwan Archon and the Menite Archon. Oh, the like, Menite. the Menite Archon is freaking huge. Yes. And I really want to see what the Primal Archon looks like. Because <laughs> yeah. that thing is probably going to be bigger than Mulg, or, like, the same size as Mulg. And I'm super, yeah. super excited. That's a good comparison, Mulg. I think. Yeah. I'm a little disappointed in the Marwan. Like, I don't know how I'm going to transport that thing. That spear is just... Yeah. It sticks out there like... Um, magnets? Magnets? Okay, so I gotta rework my entire storage system. No. Can we revisit no, the episode you... we did about storage? I don't have Magnarax <laughs> or magnets. No, you, magnet, you magnetize that arm or that yeah. spear. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Well, I don't know where the... It depends on where the joint is, I guess. Yeah, probably, that's true, actually. We don't know. the shoulder. Yeah. My, my guess, based off of like what I've seen for other models, is the arm that's holding the spear is yeah. probably all one piece uh, that connects at the shoulder. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because it it looks like it's far enough forward that it's not also part of the wing, which somebody else was hoping. That All right. Was not yeah. the case. Well, let me put your All feet. Right. Let me put your feet to the fire, gentlemen. And um, so, of the, of the armies you play, uh, what theme, one theme, are you for, for each army? If you want to do that, <laughs> are you most excited to build lists for? I have more armies, so you guys go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should, we should go in ascending number of yeah, armies. There you go. So, Chad, you go I'm first. I've <laughs> <laughs> only got one army. Um, honestly, it's really been... Um, it's really... Actually, it's been all three of them. Mostly, it's been uh, some interesting things with Wild Hunt. Just because I, I made a funny list with Milsar that I'm going to play for the upcoming Oblivion Masters League. Okay. All right. Uh, that and also the the Kermak one Bones of Warbros. But like the one list, theme. Yeah, I know. Feet to the fire here. <laughs> one. Yeah. Per army, so you get one. <laughs> <laughs> We're messing with you. It's fine. All right. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm definitely excited about Oracles for my Legion and definitely excited about Disciples of Agony for Scorn. Hey. Oh. <laughs> Not that I was going to give you a hard time, and then I realized it was Disciples yeah. of Agony with Scorn. That's right. And then for uh, for the minion side of things, I am excited about the Thornfall Alliance, uh, just to just to build on there, just to play pure, you know, pure picks. Nice. <laughs> all right, Dan. All right. I'm not going to go through them all. Okay. Um, but not all the ones that you own, because you yeah. really only play like two. Exactly. So, um, I mean, I'll hit on minions a little bit since you brought it. Will work for food. I think got really cool with the lessers being able to upkeep. Oh, that, yeah, I think that's that is huge. For that's them. clever. Like, yeah. I mean, I guess not for all of them, but for a few of them, that makes a very large difference. Yeah. Um, when Rorsch only has what three fury, I think. Like. Um, uh, no, yeah. Uh, Does he have? Maybe. Uh, I think he only has three. Maybe unless they changed I, it. I they think, change a lot of stuff. I think it, the way that it used to be is wrong. I used to be the only one with four, but. Yeah. Meyer, I think, has four, doesn't he? Under Chief Meyer. Yeah, maybe. It's a war room! Uh-huh. Well, wait, you guys, are, oh, you got it? Or, okay. No, no. And then, uh, we can circle back around to that. I was going to say, then, for um, Signar, actually, uh, Storm Division, I think, kind of got reopened up with some of this. Ooh, okay. To, I agree. Yeah, it got... I, I mean, used to ride on the back of Nemo, right? But now... With all the changes and what else you can take in there, and just all the how the models changed a little bit, and the hurricane dropping in points, um, I think you know they got a nice boost. So I'm kind of excited looking at that and how to yeah. build a little bit. Actually, it looks like uh, Rorsch and Brian is the only one that's three, and all of the others are four. Oh, I yeah. know my minions. Hmm. Look at you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I play them like twice a year. Brun and Lug uh, upkeeping because I think. Bare hands or whatever it is. Yeah. Or, or uh, Stonehold. Oh, Stonehold is, is yes. his upkeep and upkeeping that and be able to being able to have like the extra transfer or boost a frost hammer. Frost hammer is a pretty sweet spell. Yes. But it cost it cost two. You wanna up you wanna be able to boost one. Yeah. Important thing to try and get that crit stationary, uh, or boost damage uh, for something. And if you're upkeeping Stonehold, you only get you get one 
boost and then you're naked. That's it, yeah. Right? Yeah, but now with the free upkeep, like, you gotta, you gotta hold on to one yeah. or maybe boost against two really right. important targets. It I, gives them much more flexibility, so I really yeah. like that. And Burn and Lug can now also, with the wreck points, be put in a, uh, let's say, a Storm of the North list for more bears, um, just for fun, without taking away... Yeah, point. and I was going to say, I think Brennan Luggis is going to see more table time in general. Yeah. You know, across cool the board. Model. I mean, and yeah. his, his ability to, like, basically yo-yo him or threat extend him in a way, I mean, yeah, it's, it's a great model. model. Like, charge in, boost a hit, knock something down, and then yep. back up exactly. to make space for yeah. something else. And then the other guys go in interesting. land. Yeah. That'll be interesting to okay. do, like, in Secret Masters is play around with some of the lessers in there um, and, and think about things. I... I don't remember. Oh well, of course you can take the primal archons as yeah. a, as a minion. Uh, All the archons. Yeah, as a minion thing, uh, and then it just becomes <laughs> a partisan in circle because it is a partisan. Yeah. Which is so dumb. Yeah. So good. I I'm really excited for when the the archons actually come out. I'm excited to see what the players come up with for for list building and things like that. So my wallet slightly laments. I don't know, I might have to wait oh, until then. <laughs> I'm not getting into Infernals because of all of the other stuff that I'm going to be buying, like right. the Riot Quest, uh, some of the Monpox stuff coming out later, uh, and then also the Primal Archons. I'm probably going to end up getting two of them yeah. because mm. I have a list that I want to play that takes yeah. two of them. They're mm. beefy looking. I mean, yeah. they're yeah. really sweet. Oh, man. So good. <laughs> eight, eight points. Well, why don't we um, evolve the conversation a little bit further? And we've already touched on some ideas, uh, but let's kind of hit it hit it a little bit harder here. And the question that I want to ask you guys is, how, how do you approach list building sort of in general? But then now in this new age, how are you going to approach list building? And does some of the new things that have been released post-Oblivion, does that change your list building tactic? And... And so, uh, I don't know who wants to start, but um, but how do you approach list building? Um, yeah, I mean, it just, I mean, kind of a little bit of the same for me. I mean, I I guess I never had, wholly had my pulse on the meta, necessarily, I would say, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and, and how to build the list again, still learning how to play a lot against a lot of things. But more, it's, I'm looking at, it, okay, what's kind of fun, and maybe now I'm a little less worried about, like, um, a Lord of the Feast, right? Because he got, he got railed back quite a bit. And so, you know, yeah, a little, a, a little, yeah. I mean, a one inch on his weapon though, does make I, I think I think a huge difference. He is still good, but I mean, that, that's one of those things that, especially as like a troll, you can kind of work around a little bit more and maybe place warders on the board. Oh, they're still expensive, but you know, get a bunch of shield guards or, yeah. um, so I'm still kind of looking at it. Like, I guess I'm trying to still mix a little bit about the combined arms. Like I said, now you can have that flexibility and more of what looks fun and what could be interesting because with it wide open, I, yeah. I mean, if I kind of had an idea of what I was going to play, I'll be a bunch of immortals or a bunch of ravagers or, you know, a couple tridents or adjudicator. Yeah. Now who really knows what we're going to yeah. go to see. So let's, let's start with the easy stuff first. So you approach list building based on some fun things. Yeah. Maybe. So like the, there's a model out there and you want to want to include it in the list. So you try to maybe build around that model. Maybe maybe there's a character. Like, here's something I'm interested in. When the Oblivion campaign book comes out, actually trying to tailor my list a little bit to some of the things that are happening in the story. Okay. That sounds, yeah. yeah, some like some fluffy kind of thing. Like, I remember when I first got into War Machine, there was, um, I read a book, uh, the first Flashpoint book. And so there was some Signar on Kador action and I wanted to have those models that were mentioned in the story so it, 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 obviously Kador side because I don't play Signar yeah. and um, you know and I wanted to you know get those models right away so that I can start playing them on you know like oh yeah I, I remember what happened in the story with these guys and now I want to use them you know what I mean and so there's and there's there's some of that um, you know there's that is that fluffy aspect when it comes to building lists you you want to choose characters based on, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of a fun way of building lists, right? Yeah. Maybe not the most competitive, but it, but it could still be fun for you. Um, I build lists in... There's two different things that I really 
that I really pay the most attention to. The most, the one thing that I pay the most attention to actually is is something that I learned a really long time ago, which was building balance lists or combined arm lists. So having some sort of a range and a melee mm -hmm. um, presence in the list, which is why I mean you see that a lot if you if you look at some of the lists that I have or that I built. Uh, the other thing that I do a lot of times is I I find kind of funny. Or interesting little interactions that have some sort of a um, kind of a general theme to them a little bit so like with for example um, one of the lists that I built in Devourer's Host is a Kruger 2 list that I wanted to play around with uh, since you don't have to take a bunch of Tharn with Devourer's Host anymore uh, it opens things up quite a bit so the Primal Archons become Partisans when they get played in Circle, so they can get affected by Circle Upkeeps. Uh, Kruger 2 does not have any Circle Upkeeps, so it doesn't really make that big of a difference. Uh, the one thing that I wanted to do with them, actually, was... Um, they're kind of like a pseudo-heavy. They're 8 points, they're mat 8, uh, they have 3 initial attacks, and then they've got Knockdown, so... And they also have Counter Charge, and so the list is kind of a very... Um, defensive don't mess with my stuff type of a list and so I've actually got three heavies and then two primal archons that basically make up a heavy um, so I've got a feral warp wolf of pure blood and Loki uh, two primal archons three gallus groves that are free Lord of the Feast that's free shifting stones death wolves blood trackers with UA and then a boil master and spirit cauldron so that I can give corpses to either Lord of the Feast or to the death wolves so the Death Wolves, it, this is a scenario list because things are sturdy. Um, I can fish things in myself between Loki, Gallos, and Telekinesis from Kruger. Uh, and then I can soften it up with like a Heavy or I can soften it up with a Primal Archon and then finish it off with something else. Uh, the, the Wolves are there because they're a difficult unit to remove if they start getting corpse tokens onto them. And then the Blood Trackers are there because they're a good forward combined arms um, unit because w against their prey so their base mat six rat six and their power their only power nine and their claws in melee and their power nine weapon masters on their javelins um but against prey they're mat eight rat eight and then their power 11s on both and um with the weapon attack or with the unit attachment they have quick work so they can charge into something kill it on the charge and then quick work fire a uh, weapon master shot like further into the line uh, they're a fast unit they have stealth they're high defense so they're kind of hard to remove and uh, you can keep them safe between Kruger's feet and then also having rebuke yeah. uh, you can rebuke something control it the death wolves also take a lot to remove like because they can use a corpse token to reduce a damage roll to one um, it takes a couple of dedicated hits in order to take them out, and their defense, they're 14-14s, so they're higher defense, a little bit harder to hit. So it's a really interesting list. Uh, Lord of the Feast is there because he's free and he's still an effective piece. Yeah. Uh, but the two Primal Archons with, they have knockdown on all three of their weapons because they have the Earthshaker ability. Um, so if they hit something, you center a 4-inch AoE on top of the enemy model, and then you knock everything down under the AOE, and then. But your army has sturdy. Well, they had they can't archons can't be knocked down anyway. Okay. Um, but it, but if you had your buddies in there, yeah, because yeah. yeah. let's say you charged in yeah. and you counter charged, but that, that primal archon again, nineteen armor, eighteen yeah. boxes. Yeah. Yeah, which is the other reason why, like, I built a Kermak one list in Devourer's Host with a primal archon in it because I can throw a viable resolve onto it. And make it armor twenty one, and they. I think those guys are going to be really good for holding flags or contesting rectangular zones in the yeah. future. So they act like a light. They act like a light, basically. Yeah. So the list that you just created here, you're calling a combined arms list because it has um, both a melee and a ranged presence. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. I I like. Um, it's I, primarily a melee focus, but. Yeah. Uh, between Loki and the Pure Blood, I've got two, and Kruger has a good gun. Yeah. So the battle group's got good gun plus a good melee presence, uh, yeah. and then the Blood Trackers have a good uh, range presence as well. Not as good as you know, it's not as far reaching as yeah. other stuff, but I think um, I think that's 
that's one of the things that's one way of looking at a combined arms thing. Um, one of the things that's interesting with the new scenario packet and some of the, the fun scenarios that are out there, I think you can look at your list, um, you know, when you make a combined arm list or a generalist list, it's not just whether you have a melee or range presence, but also unit types. Yeah. And so a balance of units and solos and uh, battle group. And one of my most favorite lists I have ever played was a Vlad One Jaws list with two Jack Marshall Berserkers. Mm -hmm. And so I had five sources of magic. I had seven heavies, three solos, and two units like yeah. on the board, you know? And, and so I, I never felt like I was completely out of a game. Yeah. Um, I just needed to use the tools that I had. I, I currently am working on a list right now for... Um, it's a Makeda One Disciples of Agony, mm -hmm. and in that list, um, I think I have a Mammoth and um, four solos and four units. Wow! And and so I'm thinking to myself, I you know, and, and two ambushing units, um, the two uh, the Bloodrunners, yeah. and so which I think ambushing in the new Steamroller is going to be very important and very yeah. effective, right? Very good against Red. Yeah, well, against a lot of folks, I think, but um, we'll see, uh, you know, but because, yeah. um, and, and so anyway, so so not just thinking about whether you have melee and range, but also thinking about the the, the balance of your force. Yeah, the battlefield presence. Yeah, and, and so, I mean, four solos and four units and a large battle group with a colossal, yeah, like, solo. I feel like... What do you say? Needs more solo. Need more solo. No, I feel like that's like incredible because I can I can play into anarchy and I can play into mirage, yeah. and 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 feel like I have a chance. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and the Kruger that Kruger list that I described is a little bit less about being a combined arm combined arms list. It has those elements in it, but it's more about being a control and area denial list um, to play yeah. against my opponent. And it's like, it's one of those things where I'm going to make it difficult for you to get to me. And then if you do get to me, I'm going to punish you for it. Or if you overextend a little bit, I'm going to punish you for it. Because I'm going to bring yeah. you to me and I'm going to hammer you down. Like I'm going to use a telekinesis and a gallows or something like that. And then Loki to like fish in a piece, like a fish in a heavy that's maybe just a little bit out of position. And then I'm going to soften it up with Loki and like finish it off with a primal archon or something like that. Hmm. Yeah. That's good. And that, I mean, about the combined arms. And with that one, it's kind of those tactics, too, is I wonder how many more of those type of tactics will be seen yeah. more of. Because I know cloud walls were all the rage a while ago, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And then it kind of went to a dude spam. So, I mean, meat threshers come to mind. But anyway, um, yeah. like I said, you're running trolls. Like, one list I'll be, I'll be running because that generalist list of playing in and the idea of the combined arms, like I said, getting the ambush and stuff is a, is a cool grimma. Uh, Storm of the North. I mean, pretty common. Ooh. Yeah, I know, yeah, pretty common. <laughs> but you have the ambits of, you know, you have elements of ambush in there. You have some yeah. cloud wall. You have, with the Raiders, a little bit of range. Um, she has her sprays, right? Yeah. Um, and you have some melee presence with some, you know, bears and some other guys and a few heavies in there, you know, kind of flavor to taste usually with her. But have that way of delivery. Um, yeah. And I guess... It, Playing against some circles, I'm gonna have to be careful with that because Kogrima I think has her ability of hey, you can't target this guy with spells, so that might come in actually, yeah, kind of handy against a list like that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I'm gonna I'm gonna store that one away. Well, and I think <laughs> okay, and and always you know when you come to a steamroller, you know you always have two lists, right? And so a lot of times you have that one that you just kind of rest on that you feel comfortable with that you've maybe had the most reps with, and and it, you have more flexibility with, right? And, and so I always like to have one of those in my pairing where I feel, where I feel like I can, you know, play almost any game. Yeah. And then, and then you kind of have a second list that you need to do other things that your first list doesn't do. Um, any thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, I know that a lot of people do that, especially people who play in the really highly competitive is that they have kind of more a general list that they either really like playing or that has some really good synergies and things going on and then they've got an off list that's there to deal with some specific things that the other list has some bad matchups into 
Um, I personally generally don't play that way, uh, especially recently when I used to play really competitively. Um, I think it was something I thought about. Most of that competitive play was Mark II, and so you kind of needed something to be able to deal with Cricks, uh, primarily Asphyxius II. You needed something to deal with him because he was such a major problem. And, um, but in Mark III, you know, and in, in the new list construction, I think it's going to be, my advice to people is build something that you're going to have fun playing because the meta is going to be in such fluctuation for a little while. Mm. There may be some clear lists that kind of rise to the top that got really strong or got some really good synergies with the, with the recent update. But I think a lot of I think you're going to see a lot of different stuff as people are trying a lot of different things out. And my advice is play something that you think is going to be fun, that maybe has some good interactions and some good synergies, um, and kind of rely on your skill as a player and your familiarity with that list to help you get through some of those matchups that are a little bit closer to like a sixty forty or maybe like a fifty fifty or something like that. Like that's kind of always been my my play style is like. My Morvana 2 list, I felt like had some bad matchups, but there was also a lot of times where I played that list into what should have been a bad matchup and won because I knew the list and I was a better player. And I think that can take yeah. me really far. And I think that's going to be really important right now with the meta in such flux. Um, yeah. But also because the meta is in such flux, like you never know exactly what you're going to run into. And so I don't personally like building lists to answer questions i like building lists to ask some questions or to be flexible in answering what i need them to for a specific game yeah yeah or for a particular match not necessarily a specific um problem or something yeah yeah i mean i think we will always see a constant problem of like you know, like right now clockatrice and grimkin i think you might want to consider an answer for them in some much um which actually, I was just trying to look to see if there's any of the Archons that like, can't be placed or something like that. If he could do that, maybe it would stop the Clockatrice. Hmm. It'd be interesting. But anyway, um, no, I like that. No, they actually they took that off of the Primal Archon. See, I, I was just looking at him like, wasn't that, that on the Primal? Uh, it was. It was during testing, and they actually took it away for something better. So. Okay. Yeah, but I was like, oh, that's a good way to do with that because. I don't like to say it's just yeah. I mean, come up with whatever you know, dreamy jank you can come up with because it might be that great, you know. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. It's kind of funny that the reality anchor changed from your enemy models can't be placed, which was good and bad for you, especially if you played someone with TK. Yeah. Uh, like you didn't want to take primal archons with Kruger too because it meant you couldn't do anything to your opponents. But it's actually a bigger uh, middle finger to Infernals because you can't summon anything yes. inside of their command area. So Out. Your opponent can't summon horrors. That's good, though. That's good. Which look up Strum and Drain. He got cooler. Nice. Yeah, he's on my wish list. Yeah. So, Well, okay. So the other way that I like to build lists is I love to just skew one thing and just spam it. And so I think the ultimate, ultimate example of that is Andrew's Cyclops list has like what, yeah. 13 or 14 <laughs> savages. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's wicked. And it's, it's the best list ever. No, <laughs> but, um, but one thing, like I really enjoyed my Fexus list with, you know, 60 dudes or whatever, and just flooding the field with all of these drudges with tough and, and stuff. Obviously, I can't play that into a lot of things that remove tough, you know, or ignore or tough. Like yeah. Take swaths of infantry off the table. Yeah, things with threshers and sprays and things like that. So so it's a very, like, delicate list to play, but it's so much fun. I love seeing it on the table, and, you know, and our cephalix is painted, and so it's, it's even better on the table now, you know, when it's painted. And so... Um, uh, but um, but I but I do that sometimes with list building, and so when I first started playing, you know, Scorn, I was making an Imperial Warhost with as many beasts as possible and as few as other other components, just because I wanted to learn the beasts and the casters and how they interacted, and you know, and now I'm you know coming back a little bit the other way on on those on those skews. My first Primal Terrors list was uh, um, I wanted to throw as many. Uh, 
war spears as I possibly could with their assault and everything and a little draconic aura on them and, or draconic, draconic breath I think give them plus two strength so they're pow 15s and you know and like yeah you know and just to just to just to see it on the table and just do it you know obviously not that list isn't very competitive but um uh, but it sure was a lot of fun to you know to maneuver and to try that out and so how do you ever build lists purposely skewing something or spamming something yeah i've thought about that like you know especially like defense or something you know but it seems I can kind of get around a little bit too. Like, uh, I always liked uh, Barnabas too, Lord of Blood there, and, you know, putting, uh, like, Wrong Eye with him and then his Exhortation of Darkest Night. So you're like, oh, you're, uh, you're Star-Crossed and you have a minus two. Um, and, oh, wait, hope if I got this, uh, um, oh, man, I'm losing my cred here, the Bone Guys, the Bone Swarm. Most right, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, hey, if I can get that aura up, you might be another minus two, or you know, if I can get like an annoyance gremlin swarm in there too. Aha! You know, I'll yeah. t- granted that's like the the most fantastic of lining up that my opponent can easily be like, oh wait, I'll just slide over here half an inch. Um, I can see myself walking into that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's just one of those kind of fun things. Like, hey, hey, look at this. Um, yeah. So I mean, I, yeah, I definitely thought about that and and some of the things, but then. Like, again, from my perspective, I'm like, well, maybe people already have a hard counter. Like, maybe I'm, I'm not skewing fully hard enough, or maybe just the stuff yeah. I'm playing isn't, isn't skewing hard enough into it. Because even if you get some infantry up to, like, arm 18, 22, whatever, that infantry is still not many boxes, right? Maybe yeah. one to five boxes and kind of, oh, uh, you know, high explosive round goes off behind their back. Boom. <laughs> Well, what's what's really interesting if you have like dude spam skew yeah. and you have some kind of like recursion mechanic. So I remember playing Daniel Prime in a in a tournament and he was playing Protectorate against me and he had all these dudes and for the life of me I cannot remember their names because it's Protectorate and um, and they just kept coming back. Did they have swords and armor? Yeah. Uh, don't they all have swords well, and armor? Depends if no. they have like a shield or a crossbow, <laughs> right, or something. You know, I don't know. Or was it the dudes yeah. with the bombs? I don't know. You you'd kill like half of them and they all come back anyway. You know what I mean? And you just you know then you have and you have units like Alexia and you have yeah. units like you know Boker and and the Shambles and so you know and the press gangers and things that like that that come back and make you have to double your efforts you know to be to be successful on a battlefield. Uh, those are, I think those are great additions in some lists, you know, you know, especially, you know. Yeah, conversions and Enigma foundries. Yeah. 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 So. Uh, my answer is no. I don't generally build spam lists, yeah. personally. Um, it's just not what I like to do. Yeah. Well, uh, well, and the big difference is so. Well, the big difference is you're you're more experienced player than both Dan and I, <laughs> yeah. and and I think no, I don't. And I think it's easy to build a spam list. It is, but I think it's hard to be successful with a spam list. It, you know, depe- depends on the spam list. I and I don't. Uh, I I agree that maybe being being less experienced players, um, it's easier to build them because it's more of a good thing. You know, it's you take a good thing and you add more of a good thing. What what could go wrong? Uh, which can be a little bit easier, but um, and sometimes it can All be a little bit easier. All the winter But I think also like there's a lot of other um, experienced players that build spam lists because of that same mentality of like take a good thing, add more of a good thing. Yeah. Nine slayers. Yeah, it's the same reason why we have oh, nine yeah. slayers. I actually or, forgot about that list. Yeah. Which Carap has changed. Yes. Yeah. Nerf to CG. Yeah. To Crystal Guard. Yeah. Sell it all off now with the boys. It's <laughs> terrible. Free strike you. Yeah. <laughs> no, who take a free strike anyways kind of thing. But yeah. No, I mean, that's uh, some of those armor skews. But I guess recognizing some of that and then what it can play into is some of the difficulty. I think is maybe what I'm talking about seeing is yeah. it may sound cool and look cool on paper. And then all of a sudden you get there and they're like, oh yeah, here's my easy drop for that. And oh, that. Too bad for you. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So we're talking about list building post oblivion, right? Um, the archons are not out yet. No, they are. But do you see yourself including one in every list you build going forward? That's almost not like every list. Yeah, that's not almost every like list. asking is hermit and auto include. I just I don't see it as I don't see archons or the hermit as auto. Mm. Um, 
So compelling, yes. Auto, no. Okay, good call. The eight-point so, price tag is a little yeah, that is pretty steep. Yeah, but with the new we work at requisition points, I think it's it's a little easier. I think. So oh, okay, nice. so let's talk about those like those special guys. So we have remember when Eilish came out, yep. and then James came out with the uh, the book, the Kickstarter, yeah, and then now we have the Hermit, right? Uh, which one is more compelling? Ooh, I think Eilish. Yeah, I'd have yeah. to go with Eilish as well. I mean, just for most of the lists that I play personally and for my factions, yeah. I don't. Her, you know, the puppet yeah. master is incredibly strong. Yeah. yeah. And the solo. The hermit is also really good, but a lot of his stuff relies on his positioning, which can be difficult to get him into the right places because he's only speed six. Yeah. Right. And, yes, and, then it's, yeah. and then it's an aura around him, yeah. whereas yeah. Eilish can affect something and then that thing can activate and go off somewhere else. And Eilish also does a really good job of keeping himself safe. That's yeah. a good distinction. But Hermit can yeah. take a lot of hits unless you're getting yeah. against Death Bolts or something yeah. like that. The, yeah. the Ancient Shroud is an incredibly good survivability tool, so you can you can play him aggressively and push him up the field, and he'll require a lot of resources to remove. Yeah. But... Um, it's still going to be hard sometimes, I think, to get him into the right spots. Yeah. I agree. Although, uh, go ahead. I was going to say, um, neither one of you mentioned James. Um, I did see James on the table when I went to the event in Salem. A nicely painted one, too. Yeah. I mean, she's I'm, cool. I'm interested, actually. I'm, I'm interested in playing around with it. It's, so this is the other thing, too, is I don't build lists with models that I don't own, generally. Um, you don't like to go shopping? Except, except for Primal Archons. Uh, but the Primal Archons so, are ways out there. So I have but an idea. I'm, Hold I'm on. Inter- I'm interested I'm interested in maybe Wait. dropping James into a Secret Masters list as a free choice. Okay. But I've yet to really see it on the combat. Melee-focused combat solos like that make me a little wary sometimes. Yeah, yeah. that's why I don't really use Agatha a lot either. Yeah. Although she's amazing. Yeah. But anyway... Um, okay, so here's something fun for Private Tier Press, because I know that they listen to our podcast. Totally. Um, something that Song of Ice and Fire does, and um, Age of Sigmar does, is if you have their app uh, for building and things, there's a button that goes that links them to the store where you can buy it. Uh-huh. And so you can build, yeah. your, you can build your, your list in Age of Sigmar, and if you don't have that unit, you can just hit that little button... Takes you right to the to the thing on your yeah. phone, and you can add it to your cart and buy it right there. I mean, I'm planning if, on buying games as soon as it's released. I'm, I'm just thinking, Privateer Press could increase their sales if there's a yeah. direct to the website from their app. Right. <laughs> if they did that, PP will take a five percent uh, affiliate uh, commission for that. Thank yeah. you very much. Five yeah. percent. They'd laugh. Ha 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 ha. Okay. Anyway, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, okay. So list building is like super fun now, and yeah. and after our conversation today, I'm really looking forward to uh, redoing. I have not submitted my list for the Masters League yet, and so going back and redoing that, and I think I want to play around with some oracles with a Sacra Vault. And so um, you're all welcome. You're playing the league. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Okay. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes uh, for me. Uh, but um, but anyway, um, any closing thoughts on con- on the list building? Anything that we didn't cover that you were itching to itching to mention? Or well, I want um, to talk about this Carmack one list I built. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'll touch something real before. Yeah, okay, why don't yeah, each yeah. one of you uh, give give a round and go then ahead, and then yeah. we'll go to our hobby desk after make, that. Did you build a list that you're like super? No, 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 it? not necessarily about the list, but uh, I was going to touch on. We're kind of, kind of talking James as a riot quest model. Oh yeah, is I did actually build a, a storm division list with uh, Sir whatever his face is the the Dreyfus. riot quest Dreyfus. Dreyfus, yeah. Um, he has jump and he's a storm knight. It's in his oh, name. Yeah, so be able to count a storm knight, yeah. right? Um, so with all the Riot Quest models coming out and like... That's the other thing too is just, I'm, oh, I'm waiting to see yeah. the rules on the Wolf with No Name. Yeah, right. And the dude looks super cool. He's out in like a month and a half or so. But yeah. 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 just So I think we're going to see a little bit of changing landscape even though these solos may not specifically you know, meta-define things but they're going to add I they're think be really little bits. Yeah, they're just going to... Yeah. I think you're yeah. going to see Dez in a lot of mercenary lists. Right, yeah. Because Dez is super good. A boostable momentum gun and being able to start the game dug in 
and just right. automatically get a treasure token that you can use to boost later is really strong. Right? Mm. Uh, and Scott actually made a really funny list that was just irregulars with literally every single one of the Riot Quest models that right. you can jam. He, he was like, it's not good, but it looks funny. I was like, that would be hilarious to just have like nine solos running around right. the table doing weird stuff. It'll get better. I mean, and Gubbin. I want to work Gubbin into a list. I just don't yeah. see it, but I want to put him in a yeah. list. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, that's actually a good point. Because not only are we post-Oblivion now, but pretty soon we're going to be post-Riot Quest. Yeah. yeah. And they're going to be releasing like 30 heroes over the next year. Right. And you know that those that we're going to be picking those up. Yeah, especially if you play mercenaries. I feel yeah. a little bit bad for all the mercenary players that are going to be like, I'm yeah. buying every single last one of those. Damn right. Yeah. Out. Yeah, that's Ozzy's second faction. So Ugh. we'll see, uh, what, yeah. see what we do with that. Uh, right, list. Yeah. So this, this Carmack 1 list I built... Uh, this is modified to the new version after talking to James about it, but it's Cormac 1 because he gets to start with 8 Fury with upkeeps in play, and this is in Bones of Orberos. So it's 3 Wold Weirds, a Wold Warden, Gedrix, Megalith, a Well of Orberos, a Black Clad, 2 Stone Shapers, 2 Units of Shifting Stones, 2 Sentry Stones, and then Swamp Gobber Bellow Crews because Cormac really likes a cloud in front of him. Hmm. Uh, so the there's a couple of really cool things that happen in here is you get wild aggression for Gedrix. Um Gedrix's bond is overtake and then uh, Chromac also has warpath so Gedrix can go really far across the table with overtakes and warpath and get into really really unique places because he can and he has pathfinder now too hey um, wow he's mat 7 one of his warpings is he can take murderous so he gets an additional die uh, on attacks against warrior models. So with Wild Aggression, he charges for free. Uh, with Warping Murderous, he's POW 17 with four dice to hit against warrior models. <laughs> and then with Overtake and Holy Warpath... Cow. Yeah, you can trigger Overtake Eat that defense and Warpath. You can, uh, you can trigger Overtake and Warpath off of the same kill. So you can actually walk him... You can charge something, hit it with your claw or your bite kill it, walk four inches, and then start hitting something with your two-inch reach axe at mat 7, pow 17, or mat 7, pow 19, with three or four dice to hit. Hmm. It's super good. Hmm. Um, the Well of Warbros gives you plus two on your control area, so you've got a bigger control area for uh, you know, firing Gedrix out there or for your Warpath triggers. The other thing that's really big is... So, wait, his control... He has focus... Or Fury 8? Fury 7. Oh, it's Fury 7, so 14, yeah. 16. Okay. okay. Yeah. The other thing that's really big is that Chromek has a spell called Bestial, uh, which is 3 Fury. It's, caught, it's range self upkeep. It's not an upkeep. It's range control. Uh, and uh, while in the spellcaster's control range, enemy models cannot cast non-animized spells or be used to channel spells. So it's a really good anti-spell assassination... Aura that gets bigger with the Well of Orbros. And then you get another free model with the Well of Orbros as well. Hmm. So. Plus your Construct Beasts get to heal for one point automatically because of Bones of Orbros. Uh, Megalith already heals D3 by himself. And then you've got two Stone Shapers to juice up the Warden and Megalith to give them plus two strength. Or you can heal them. Uh, they also have a Stone Spray that you yeah. can use. Is, so the is list... Do you see any uh, challenges to that list? Um, something you want to get practice into to see what it it look like. Grievous wounds, maybe, or something like a heavy. Uh, I'm not sure because I haven't put the list on the table yet. Um, I mean, I think it might struggle a little. It might not struggle that much against uh, infantry spam, just because Gedrix can kill so much stuff. Hmm. Um, Dreamer in five clocks. I think multi-wound infantry, like high armor multi-wound might be a little difficult. I haven't played really against cockatrices, so I don't have very much stake in, in where they are. But I, I honestly, I don't think the list will really have a problem with cockatrices because there's enough of a range to reach out and touch that I can soften them up and then I can finish them off with something else. Excellent. Okay. There you go. Well, nice. Okay. Well, uh, what's on your uh, hobby desk? Oh, um, I actually just finished up uh, building a starter box of uh, Wrath of Kings, um, House, Fish People, whatever that one is, uh, Hadros. <laughs> um, 
Did the starter box come with them with the models that have the shell on them? No, those are shell crackers. Those um, look amazing. I did put them together too. Nice. I also have a shark box I need to put together, but I just kind of grabbed them because they looked fun to paint. And it took me about an hour or so to put them together to clean them up, basically just snipping them off and then super gluing them together. And yeah. because yeah. of the press fit, they I just put a little glue in there, pressed them together, and set it aside. Didn't even have to. Wait, they're press fit. Well, I mean, they're not full-on press fit, but oh, okay. they're like they're close enough that the glue seemed to, on most parts, hold just enough that I could just set it aside and forget about nice. it in five seconds. You need to post some pictures of these. Of these I really guys. should. Yeah, I really yeah. should see what the models look like. Yeah, yeah. especially the, I want to see the the the, the shell crackers. Okay. I want to see what they look like, especially in scale. Yeah. Um, they yeah, look. They, they look great. They feel smaller than I thought they were going to. Oh, but, okay. um, yeah, I should put them against like. I almost bought them just because I wanted to paint them. Right. <laughs> exactly. That's pretty yeah. much why I picked them up. But, um, yeah, so basically, again, I'm still just in assembly mode. Then I've got my Martian Menace to paint. I've got my Gogarger to paint. Um, and, yeah. So, cool. Very cool. Uh, I've started trying to get some paint onto my Song of Ice and Fire miniatures. So um, I did a test paint with uh, Greywind, Rob Stark, and one of the Activation Banners that I have. Uh, Activation Banner turned out really good. Um, Greywin and Rob Stark turned out decent. Pretty simple paint job, fast. Um, so I'm working on painting all the banners. I've got a couple more colors to do, and then they're done. And then I've got a unit of Stark Sworn Swords uh, that I'm going to paint up next and make sure that my paint scheme looks good on them. Um, which is primarily going to be cold black, metallics, and then maybe some other, some other highlight colors or something. But it's going to be pretty. It's going to be a weird uh, alternate gray tide uh, across the table because the cold black is kind of a grayish blue black color. Uh, but I really like it. It's a fantastic color, and I think it, I think it's going to look sweet. Nice, nice. Well, I'm proud to say that uh, in our last episode, I talked about the Statue of Liberty, and I did finish the Statue of Liberty for Monpok. And my only regret is that I used a, a darker wash than I wanted to. And so the statue, her, herself, she uh, just came out a little bit darker than I wanted. And so with some dry brushing and some highlighting, it, it really started to lighten up a little bit. Um, but it also made the texture pop more and just added some depth. So I'm actually really happy overall with the way it looks. And um, it's definitely battle ready. It's definitely ready for the tabletop. Yeah. So, uh, so I'm pr proud to say I finished a project. Uh, Curtis, that one was for you. Yeah. There's even a picture on the Facebook page. Yeah, there is. So is there? Nice. I've seen yeah. it in person, so nice. it's actually done. It's actually right. done. And then um, I, did, I did finish the repair work on my Archangel. And uh, the green stuff uh, dried solidly and I primed it. And it looks, uh, it's ready for paint now. And, so I'm, and it looks like it's going to be just fine on the tabletop and so I'm really proud of that and then I have started to apply paint on my mammoth yeah. and so what about that Hydra? Uh, shh. Shh. <laughs> the Hydra is jealous of both the Archangel and the mammoth this week <laughs> you know I should the problem is okay the Hydra's in my go bag and so okay. like it's like in every list I'm playing right now and so it's not out you know, the Archangel is out, the Mammoth is out, everything is out, and so the things that are out are the things I paint. And yeah, that's fine. You know, it's just, so. yeah, when, and when the Mammoth uh, when the mammoth gets done and it gets into your Mikado list that you start playing, then your Hydra will come out and you can finish it off. Exactly. It's all Legion yeah. now. Come on, don't kid yourself. <laughs> I am so <laughs> conflicted right now. Don't make fun of me. <laughs> I'm kind of glad that I only have one faction now. I'm, I'm not going to get into Infernal, so I'm just going to focus on playing Circle and playing some other stuff, and then I'm going to yeah. you know, pick up Riot Quest stuff as it comes out. I have thought about going down to one faction, but I just can't. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I feel good. Like, honestly, I feel good where I'm at. I like, okay. I like all my armies. Part of me kind of I wants, just want more time to play them. Part of me still kind of wants another faction. I just can't feasibly do it right now. Yeah. Ooh, what would you pick? I don't know, actually. That's the thing is, um, it it might actually might not actually be Infernals. If I wanted to do something else, it might be a War Machine faction. Is an Infernals War Machine? Uh, yes and no. It's technically a War Machine faction, but the horrors aren't Warjacks. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think he so. wants like the. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He wants the power the, up the and focus, the, the yeah. Fo yeah. yeah okay something a little bit different because 
so Infernals are technically War Machine, but they still kind of feel like a Hordes faction. Got it. They feel like a, an in-between, and I kind of I want agree. something different, but... Yeah. Even though Fury is a very, very strong mechanic, like, Scorn doesn't really interest me. I've already owned and played Legion, like, three times. Um, I'm not really interested in Trolls. I've owned and played them a few times, and kind of interested in minions maybe but like getting getting a hold of like the minions war beast right now is really really difficult um and i just don't feel like they would play fit my play style i don't know if hmm. there you go maybe maybe do menoth again maybe do kador probably not kador there's some stuff well there's stuff in K there's stuff in kador i really like um, yeah like the, the wizard stuff the the spell stuff right not only that, but like I yeah. like I love the Blads are all super cool. Um, Blad. I like the, the Pikeman, but I don't want to play Armored Core. You want to play Cossites? Kind of. Hey, <laughs> they have ambush, right? Kind of. They Cossites do have ambush. They are making a comeback. Uh, I mean, I did play. I did used to play a Social One list that had like a bunch of uh, a bunch of snipers and Cossites because you just like. You move Sorcerer forward, feet freeze their army, and then you just ambush Cossites in behind them and just go pew, 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 pew. Oh, that's glorious. <laughs> Shoot everything in the back because you don't care about defense five. I like that. I like yeah. that. All right. Well, that was that was good. A uh, little scratch in the brain there. Hey, uh, we have the stream roller coming up at Mox on August 31st, and looking forward to that. And uh, like I said, Ozzy and I have already registered. And you work, and you work, so I will tell you all about it when I get back. How about that? Excellent. Sounds good. All right. We also have the uh, the Oblivion Masters League starting pretty soon, so yeah. I'm excited to play in that. I'm going to play yeah. two lists I've never played before, so... Yeah. I think yeah. when this uh, episode drops, it'll be uh, commenced, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah I think have so. The, have, having just started. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, it'll be good. Sure. Um, well, thank you for listening to our show today. And we love to hear from our listeners, and so we want to invite you to get a hold of us. You can do so on our own Discord server. We have one, uh, our Facebook page. We have one of those. You could email us at spellstoreminiatures at gmail.com, and you can support us by uh, telling your friends about us, inviting them to give us a listen. And uh, you can also give us positive reviews if you like what you hear. And other than that, I hope that uh, you get out and uh, play as many games as possible.